0: Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but
1: You know, one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. April is Autism Awareness Month, and I can't think of a better way to acknowledge individuals with special needs than by dedicating an episode to that very topic. Um, I had the opportunity to chat with a former student of mine. His name is Brandon Mager. Uh, Brandon graduated from Suffern Middle School. Graduated from Suffren High School. He uh, represented Team Israel in the World Lacrosse Championships last summer, and he is currently assisting with Fairfield University's lacrosse program. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as I chat with Brandon Mager. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka Five Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Brandon Mager. Brandon is a former student of mine, so this makes this interview that much more meaningful and special for me. We're actually in the guidance office at Suffering Middle School, so we're taking it way back. Brandon, thank you so much for taking the time out to come on the show, especially after putting in a full day at uh, Fairfield University. So can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
0: Yeah, sure. So my name is Brandon Magra, as everyone heard from uh, from Trav. Um, I was one of his students in the special education area. Um, I'm, I was born with pervasive development disorder, which happens to be on the autistic spectrum. And one thing that suffering really helped me with was getting, you know, with people playing other sports and, you know, kind of just being part of the community base here. Yes. I mean,
1: you are actually a success story. Like when I think about, you know, everybody that uh, that supported you, that worked with you, and, and to look at you now as a young man working at Fairfield University, you know, playing for Team Israel and the World Lacrosse Championships, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. I mean, I just, you know, it it... it there's no better feeling as an educator than you know seeing kind of the fruits of your labor right in front of you, so again, I am so very proud um, to know, to to know you and, and to have had an impact on your life. Um, could you just talk a little bit about some of the misconceptions that uh, people might have about
0: individuals with autism? Um, yeah, definitely i think I think the biggest one is like you see some kids where they have you know they act differently or they kind of sit in their own corner or they just kind of want to be away from other people. And it's not just because they don't want to be around people. It's more of just they want to be in their own little world. It's something that's going to kind of keep them calm and keep them focused. And when they're ready to interact with kids, they're going to be ready to interact with kids. And I think for me, um, that was something that I had to grow with and something I had to learn over the years. Uh, Now people see me. They just see me talking to everybody.
1: Right. Right. Um, And you mentioned this in your intro. But I think it's it's super important that we focus on, especially, you know, you know, not just because of the podcast, but, you know, in your opinion, and I know this was huge for you. In your opinion, Brandon, why are sports good for
0: children with special needs? Because I know it was such a huge outlet for you. Um, I think what's important in that sense is I, I was able to not only just meet people. I was also able to see what type of athletic abilities I had for myself. So I played football, did some track and lacrosse, and I think the three things you can say was I was a pretty fast runner. Um, I had that mentality of also just trying to hit kids and prove people wrong in the sense that you know people on the spectrum, if they like a sport where it involves contact, they're they're going to throw their body in there.
1: Um. I know lacrosse is kind of your bread and butter. It's your lifeblood at this point, even though you did some track and field and certainly played football as well. So my question is, and I think I know the answer, but I certainly want to hear from you anyway. Mm-hmm. Who got you into lacrosse
0: and what is it that you love so much about the sport? So the person that got me into lacrosse happens to be my older brother. Uh, my brother was a three-year varsity player for Suffering, was part of the 2003 uh, Section 1 finalists with them. Uh, he played at NYT for a year, went on to FDU where they were part of the MAC championship. And I think what was great about this sport was it was more just meeting new people. Um, a quick thing with the Israel thing, I happened to meet guys from all over the world, such as Canada, Turkey, even Uganda, which is like you could just tell when you hear that. It's like, wow, the sport's really gone from the East Coast all the way To other countries, right? It's truly become an international sport. And I
1: have to be honest; I played lacrosse. I grew up here in Suffern. I mean, you know, people know that about me. I played lacrosse from second grade up through the end of eighth grade. And I don't have a lot of regrets in life, but one of my regrets was not playing lacrosse in high school. So we're going to take a quick break. I'm sitting here with Brandon Mager, again former student of mine. uh, Graduated Suffern Middle School, graduated Suffern High School, went off to college, is now working at Fairfield University, and also spent some time representing uh, the state of israel um in the world across championships last year we're going to get into that and more uh, back here on hv pucks Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm back with my man, Brandon Mager. We're talking a little bit about lacrosse. We're going to get into a little bit about hockey. Um, you know, Brandon uh, was diagnosed, was born with a pervasive developmental disorder. He's on the autistic spectrum, but that never stopped him uh, from succeeding, not only in school, but certainly in the game of life. Um, Ber- I know this is your wheelhouse, so I'm going to just let you go with it. How would you describe the current state of lacrosse in Section 1, Which programs are on the rise? Which ones are rebuilding, and who are some of the top players to watch?
0: So, as far as the section one itself, I think it's gotten so much stronger. Even back when I was in high school, you know, back in high school, there you looked at teams like Yorktown, John Jay, Somers, Putnam Valley. You know, Suffern was always in the mix. Lakeland Panis, you know, all these teams that you hear, they're lacrosse powerhouse. Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as teams on the rise, the one team over the years, you know, I have to say it's really developed beautifully. Has to be the Marinac Tigers. Uh, You know, just from when I left high school, it was kind of one of those teams that I'm not going to say walk in the park type games, but it was definitely some games where you were either going to beat them bad or they were going to give you a game and it was going to be closer than you expect. But now, you know, they've been in the section finals the last couple years. They've won They've even won a bunch, and that's just because their coaching staff is doing amazing with their youth. Uh, rebuilding, you know, it's funny. Last year, Pelham went on one of the most, I think one of the best runs I've seen in Section 1. They, you know, had a bunch of seniors. They ended up going to the Final Four. Um, this year, I, I've i been following them a bit. They've been kind of having a, a rebuilding-type year, but I think their future is pretty bright. Um, as far as guys in... In section one, uh, the first one on, on the defensive end that really brings to mind is this kid, uh, uh, Keith Boyer, the younger brother of Jose Boyer, who is uh, who I met in Israel and was on the Puerto Rican national team and also plays at Notre Dame. His brother is something special, uh, Tom Connolly. I'm sure you've heard that name before. Absolutely. He's a, a feisty lacrosse player like his two brothers. Um, you got you know Will Martin, another Mamarinak kid I like watching. And then you know, on, on the suffering side, there's Billy Mahegja, who's going to St. John's and a defenseman named Mikey Ryan, who I think he's got a lot of potential. It's so hard to say, Trav, because it's just Section 1 lacrosse in general. There's so much talent now, I think – now than there were back, even when I played,
1: I th- think it's safe to say, and we'll get into this a little bit later, you know the the rise of section one lacrosse is almost similar to the rise of section one hockey in terms of the number of programs, the number of players, the number of teams. Um, all right, so I know that you represented Israel this past summer in the world, lacrosse championships. What is something that you learned about yourself while you were there? And can you tell us more about what that experience
0: was like? I can only imagine. Yeah, so I'll kind of start in the beginning. So my first time going to Israel for uh, Israel Lacrosse, I actually went out there to play in the IPLL, which I recommend any uh, Jewish, non-Jewish person to go out and play. It's a really tremendous experience.
1: What does that What does that acronym? Do you know what that? acronym So it stands
0: for, it stands for the Israel per, uh, Premier lacrosse. Uh, lacrosse League. Okay. Um. So. The, so what was awesome about this opportunity was I went over to play uh, for I represented a city it was called Kiryat Gat which is in the southern region of Israel. Uh, my teammates were from all over kids from Florida um, we had a kid from Germany a kid from Turkey uh, we had kids from all over the Northeast and I think what was so unique was that you know these were guys that came to Israel not only just to play lacrosse but to help grow the game. So we are teaching so we were teaching kids in the inner cities uh from the i'm not gonna say not on the richard side but more on the you know a little on the underprivileged side sure and i think what was awesome was these kids loved us coming in every day um i was you were i was able to teach some kids how to catch and throw see how they would play and then some of those kids came to our youth program tournaments and games and we would coach those kids and to see how they would develop even just for a couple days it was like they loved running and that's one thing that's the one thing i gotta tell you in in israel these kids like they live life to its fullest because they you know as you know you know when they go into the army they're prepared to defend their country but when they on the side when they're playing sports they're they're just as athletic as some people over here right i think that's
1: important to know oh, mom's calling that's all right we're doing a, a uh, not a live broadcast but you know anything can happen um i i think that's Absolutely wonderful, Brandon. I mean, you being an ambassador, you and the others being an ambassador for the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned earlier in the intro that you're currently working with uh, Fairfield University's lacrosse program. How has that experience been so far? And can you tell us a little bit about how that came to be?
0: So, yeah. So back to the uh, the Israel thing. When I was out sure. there, uh, we I helped out Team Israel as with just getting stuff ready for the World Games, making sure that we had everything to go for the guys to come watch or fans to come watch. Right. And so to the Fairfield story, I actually worked with Team Puerto Rico, okay. where I happened to meet one of my former teammates, uh, Kevin McNally, who yep. was playing with them. I know Kevin well. Yeah, so we, um, I met his coaches, both. Uh, one was from Rockland County, uh, Rockland rival of Nyack, and, the other one happens to be the assistant associate coach for Fairfield University. Okay, And the way that happened is I worked with them, like helping them with their waters or helping them just making sure their sticks were legal and making sure everything was all good. And this past year, you know, I decided I really wanted to get into the college lacrosse route. And I reached out to him to see if they needed a team manager or something in that field. And, you know, he was able to set up an interview with the head coach and, We talked, and I've been with the team since. Can you just describe a little bit about,
1: you know, like a typical day for you? Like, you know, kind of what are your responsibilities?
0: Yeah, so what I do there, I drive up, get everything set up to film practice, uh, making sure the camera and stuff is working. Um, Basically just filming practice, making sure that we have every detail as possible so we can go over with the players and film. Uh, After that, you know, on game day, I'm carrying all that. If it's an away game, I'm carrying that on the bus, setting it up. And basically just filming practices and games. And then I kind of just give some players a, a little bit of pointers, not too much, but sure. pointers to where I can say, like, hey, you know, I noticed this kid is not strong in this area. Maybe if we can attack that, we can definitely get the ball back or shoot the ball on a certain spot on the goalie. And I would think the players have, you know, taken me, they have accepted me pretty well. Um they're all a bunch of great guys up there. I
1: have to tell you, just sitting here looking at you, seeing how excited you are, and just knowing how much you know this sport means to you, I am thrilled that you are able to pursue your dream and contribute, give something back to the sport you, that you love. Again, this is your boy Trav. I'm chatting with Brandon Mager. Brandon is a former student of mine, uh, and we'll be back after this. <laughs> hey this is your boy Trav aka Five Minute Major and we're back with my man Brandon Mager uh we're gonna get into a little bit of the hockey talk now Brandon growing up in Suffren and staying in the area you've gotten to watch a lot of high school hockey in your opinion how has the sport developed since
0: your high school days I think the sports developed tremendously uh it's kind of like what I mentioned about the Section 1 lacrosse. Back when I was in high school, you were kind of watching teams like Suffern, uh, Mayapack, Clarkson North, Mamaroneck were known as those teams at the time. But now I look at hockey, you're, you're hearing teams like Horace Greeley jumping in the mix. John Jay is really now making its push. Uh, Scarsdale in those years. and It's just like, wow. Um, but I I, yeah, I got to give a shout out to the Suffering Mounties on a tremendous season they had, you know, to win um section title for the first time since 2013 and to make it all the way up to Buffalo, even to the state final was. You know, I'm proud of a lot of those boys, some of them I coached in lacrosse. It was was a really cool experience to see that.
1: I have to agree with you wholeheartedly. That's one of the reasons why I started the podcast. You know, back in 2017, you had Mamaronek and Pelham go upstate. Pelham won their first championship. The year after that, it was North Rockland and John Jay. This year, it was Suffern and John Jay. Again, huge stick taps out to the Suffern Mounties for uh, really a a very memorable season. There were some super exciting games, certainly in the postseason, and that's something I'm always going to remember. So, um, this is an interesting question. I'd love to get your take on it because you mentioned it, you know, that you coach some of the, the suffering hockey players in lacrosse. Why do you think there's such a strong
0: hockey-lacrosse connection? I think in that sense, it, it, you can just tell by the way, like some of the players play with the style of their stick skills. Uh, you know, there was a play yesterday I was watching during the JV game where one of our guys' balls on the ground basically used a hockey move to gain the ball off the ground and then picking it up. And you know I've seen that before, even when I played. And in, in Canada, believe it or not, uh, lacrosse is actually the number one sport in Canada. Interesting. So a lot of those NHL players that are now playing, you know, in the NHL, have always said that you know lacros- box lacrosse or field lacrosse has made them into better into better hockey players in that sense. And I think that's such an important role where I feel if you can play those two sports, wherever you're going to go play, in like rather it's professional or college, I think it's important to be a, multi, a multi-athlete a multi in those two.
1: Yeah, I've heard that before. It's, you know, again, kids start to specialize at this age, but it never hurts to expose yourself and participate in more than one sport. All right, so Brandon, if you could play hockey, what position would you play and why?
0: Ooh, um, I'm torn between forward and defense. Um, I, I was always fast as a kid, so I would always like to, I also like to play defense. So if I played forward, I would have liked to have been like maybe a third, fourth line guy, kind of getting dirty, getting the puck in right. front of the net. I had defense is always protecting the puck from going in, hopefully getting a hit, hit there or two.
1: When you played lacrosse, what position did you play? Or when you played?
0: So when I played lacrosse, I was a short stick midi, but my job was to play defense, get the ball, run down the field, pass it off, get off. Uh, junior year, I switched to long stick mitty, where I was fast and played with you know pretty athletic midfielders and then went on to play at Boston College's intramural team and also played a little semi-pro up there. So, okay. So you've always been that mitty. Yeah, that mitty okay. defensive-minded type kid. Like, yes, you want to score goals all the time, but I was taught at a young age that, you know, Defense is just as important, and defense is the one that wins you the big ones.
1: I agree. I agree. Uh, favorite professional hockey
0: player, past or present? So, can I give two? Sure. Okay. So, my past favorite hockey player is Scott Stevens of the New Jersey Devils. Always just love that. I know, you're a Ranger fan. But, it's okay.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: but I always just, Scott was the type of guy where you watched him on TV. He was a hard-hitting, played hard, uh, had to throw the puck on net when he needed to, and was just always a smart uh, hockey player. And I actually found out years later he was actually a box goalie in lacrosse. Oh, that I didn't know. Interesting. And then now, i, I got to say, uh, Nico Heischer... Uh, just a, amazing young talent. Another and, New Jersey Devil. You're killing New me. New You're New killing
1: New me, <laughs> Mega. It's all right. Nico Heischer. Uh, listen, and the Devils got the first-round pick coming up this year in the 2019 draft. So, you know, again, I'm a firm believer, even though I'm a Ranger fan, that it's better for the NHL when the Rangers, the Devils, the Islanders – I mean, look at what the Islanders are doing right now.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: against Pittsburgh. So it's always great when the three metropolitan area teams are doing well. Absolutely. Um, so, obviously, the two – Favorite professional players kind of give me a sense as to your favorite professional hockey team, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Favorite professional hockey team, Brandon?
0: Uh, my favorite hockey team actually is the New Jersey Devils, and the reason that is because um, went to my cousin's house one day. Uh, we were, I was watching NHL for the first time, and it happened to be the New Jersey Devils in the 2003 Stanley Cup. Jagr uh, versus Brudor. That was kind of the talk of that playoff and. Uh that, that all, just from Stevenson to to Nehemiah to Brodor, like that was where I was like wow like this is this is an awesome team and been hooked on ever since.
1: Listen, I always say, you know, you like who you like, root for who you root for. We're fortunate enough in this area to have the Devils, the Rangers, you know, the Islanders. We have a very strong hockey culture here. We have a very strong, you know, as you were saying before, lacrosse culture. I really have enjoyed my my time with you, Brandon. I could talk with you for hours about this. I've been chatting with Brandon Mager. Brandon is a proud graduate of Suffern Middle School, Suffern High School. He was uh, born um, with a pervasive developmental disorder on the autistic spectrum, but that that has never stopped him again from succeeding in the classroom, succeeding on the field, succeeding in the game of life. Uh, Brandon, you truly are an inspiration. Uh, it's, it's been my pleasure to have gotten to know you and work with you over the years as, as your counselor, as, as certainly a mentor, and as, as a friend. Um, I wish you nothing but success uh, as you continue your journey, not only with the Fairfield program, but certainly helping out with the Suffering program as well.
0: Yeah, thanks, Travis. It was great being on here, and uh, hopefully, I can be back next time. Absolutely. You always
1: have a home here, my friend. This is your boy, Trav, and you're listening to HV Pucks Overtime. Uh, hello there. Uh, this is uh, Happy Gilmore, and uh, you're listening to the HV Pucks podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now, back to the show. I hope you enjoyed this special episode of HV Pucks Overtime. And if there are any topics you'd like me to address, please tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks.